This week, I'm happy to have three interviews with Erin Lynham, who is going to discuss her amazing research that connects nature, God, and scripture. In this first episode, Erin will discuss the many ways scripture and nature work together to establish God's truth in his word and in his creation. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I'm excited to have Erin Lynham on the show today. She is a certified master naturalist, a Bible teacher, and the author of the book, Rooted in Wonder, Nurturing Your Family's Faith Through God's Creation. She is a wife, mama of four, and host of the podcast, Nat Theo, which is Nature Lessons Rooted in the Bible, a podcast for kids. Welcome to the show, Erin. Thank you, Leanne. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we're so happy to have you. You know, I get really excited when I find a book that just blows me away. And I have to say, Rooted in Wonder is that book. But before we talk about that book, you wrote another book that I just loved and I thought was really great. It's 936 Pennies, Discovering the Joy of Intentional Parenting. So how can that book help parents? Let's start with that book first. Thank you so much. Yes, that was my first book. And what it really came from was my husband and I were having our second son dedicated at our church. And at these dedication services, it's really just a family standing before the Lord and recognizing, you know, this is this child's a gift from God. And we thank you, Lord. But also, this is a really big job. And so help us. And that's what we were doing this morning at our church. And our pastor, after he prayed over us, he turned to us and he gave us this very unexpected gift. And it was a jar of 936 pennies. And he said, every penny in this jar represents one week with your child between birth and 18. So 936 weeks of childhood. And you can imagine like suddenly that jar felt so heavy in my hands. And he further explained, he challenged us to remove a penny every week to remind us that the time is fleeting and to really challenge us in how we are using it. And I avoided this for a while because our son was already a year and a half old. And so our first task was to take out 72 pennies. And that was so heavy on my mama heart. And eventually I got this idea to set up a second jar. And so now when we take a penny out every week, we move it to that second jar so that we are not overwhelmed as we see the first jar lowering and we don't feel like we're losing that time. But instead we look at that second jar and realize we are building into their eternity. We are making an investment in this child. And so that's really where the book came out of is just wrapping our minds around the length and limits of childhood and making sure that we are using it in a way that honors God and really just in the best possible way that we can. And it comes from Psalm 90, 12 that says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And so really just living wisely in these weeks, these years that we're given. I'm telling you, it is really a great idea. I I believe some people have done this before. I had never heard of it. I wish I had done it when my kids were little. But just to have that visual reminder of one week has gone. And it reminds me of when my niece, I've told this story before, she came to my house and she said, I really want to go back to work. But I'm torn between going back to work and staying at home with the kids because they're still young. And I took her over to a picture, a portrait picture of my children on the wall when they were little. And I said, you see these two? Do you know where they are? I surely miss them. I would give anything to have one more day 
to spend with Mm -hmm. these two little ones, but I don't know where they are. They're gone. And she Mm -hmm. got the point. She said, oh, wow, that's really, that's really strong. I suggest because before you know it, they're adults. Childhood is so short. And while you're a mom in the midst of it, it seems like it's so long and so hard, right? Yeah, yeah. And I I always say, you know, it's not about making every moment matter. That's too much pressure on a parent. It is not about making every moment matter. It's about making sure every day has meaningful moments. I love that. I love that. So just soak it in, mamas, every moment you have. And like you said, during the day, look for those those times that you can connect with your child's heart. Connecting with their heart is so important. So your next book you wrote, Rooted in Wonder, has become really one of my all-time favorite books for parents. And I, oh. I know I, I really find some great books or people will send me great books, but I really put this one way up there. There is so much information that connects us to scripture and nature in your book and the nature to God. So tell us why you wanted to write this amazing book and tell us a bit about it. Yeah, it's, there is such a powerful connection between God's created world, what he has made, and his written word, the scriptures. My husband and I met in Bible college. And while we were there, we learned that there are two main ways that God reveals himself to us. And that is special revelation, referring to his inspired living and active word. And then there is natural revelation. And that's what we see about God through what he has made. Just like a painting can tell you a lot about an artist or a design can tell you a lot about an engineer or architect. And that comes from Romans 120 that says that God's invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world through what has been made so that they are without excuse. And so God's creation clearly reveals himself to us. And what I've seen as we started raising our own family and getting them outdoors and then studying nature and becoming a naturalist is that these two revelations complement one another, that God created them to go together to synthesize so that as we understand the nature narratives that God uses in scripture, like he uses them all throughout the Bible is full of nature narratives from Genesis to Revelation. And Jesus used nature to teach all the time throughout the gospels. He used sparrows and wildflowers and soil and seeds so we can understand the nature narratives in scripture. And then also, as we gain a deeper understanding of nature and what God has made, we see all these analogies and these connections being formed. And, you know, kids are so sensory. They remember things when it's anchored in a hands-on experience. And so if we can take them outside and explore nature while also anchoring theological and biblical truth, like that's a win-win. It is. And it's fun for kids. Kids love to be outside in nature and play. When my son was, uh, we were planting flowers. And in the soil, there was a little white ball that fell into his hand. And I thought it was fertilizer. And we looked at it. And as we were looking at it, a baby lizard hatched right out of the little white ball. Oh, my word. That's amazing. And he was five. And we just we were so excited. And he was so excited. And to this day, he's 32 years old. And he remembers that day. Yes. He remembers one of God's creatures being born in his little tiny hand. Oh, my word. That's an amazing experience. And and, and nature, like you said, in the book, throughout the book, there's so many references that kids are going to find fascinating. And so will the parents. And even in the book, you suggested the hidden lives of trees. I I got that book and I started reading that and I'm finding out that trees actually talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where I live in Colorado, we have aspen groves and they're just beautiful in the fall. They're gold and red and 
just magnificent trees. And a fascinating fact about Aspen is that a grove of Aspen, although it looks like this crowd of individual trees, it's all one organism connected through its roots. And that when one tree is struggling, the other trees that are, of course, a part of it are going to lend it nutrients and try to protect it and nurture it back to health. What a beautiful image of community for our own lives to talk about the fellowship we have with other believers that when we're struggling, you know, we need to support each other. Oh, I just love that. I, I, I don't look at trees the same now. Every morning I walk <laughs> and, I, and I actually talk to plants now. <laughs> I didn't talk yes. to them before. But um, that experiment that they had in the school recently where, where they, they had an experiment and they had this at uh, several high schools where they had the exact same plant, uh, same soil, watered it, fertilized it, gave it the same amount of sun. But one plant, the students would talk nicely to the plant and tell them how beautiful it was and how they loved it. And the other plant, they would tell them how they hated it. It was ugly and they wish it would die. The plant died. The one that they talked nice to thrived. Wow. Just so fascinating, like how things are connected. And, you know, one thing I love about nature is it just speaks to life. And God as the bringer and sustainer of life. And, you know, we can speak words of life or words of death. And there's so many connections in that. Yeah. And he, and the Lord says, nature groans with us. Yes. Now I really understand what that means. So in, in each chapter of Rooted in Wonder, it has a section titled Step Outside. What do you hope parents will take away from that section? This was such an important foundation for the book, because in it, I really want to explain the why. Why is it so important that we connect nature and scripture and use both of them together to nurture the faith of our families? But then of course, I want to make it incredibly practical. Like now you know this, what do you do with that knowledge? And so at the end of each chapter, this step outside section is two part. And one is see nature in the Bible. And that is a short Bible study or devotional you do with your child. So if you are overwhelmed about getting into the word of God with your child, or you don't really know where to start, like start there because it's a step-by-step, read these scriptures, explore what God says about nature, explore how he uses nature to teach truth. And then the second part is see God in nature. And this is a practical hands-on activity to help get your family outside, but in a super meaningful way that anchors biblical truth. Yes. I just want to read a little section real quick for step outside here. And this is reconnecting the dots between creation and the creator, which you do a lot in this book, which I think is so important. And you, you say, God wants your children to discover him in nature. It's why he left so many hints about who he is, like the fingerprints embossed on everything he's made. Then he's tucked curiosity into your children's hearts and intelligence in their minds. Your children are naturally inclined and equipped to see God in creation. Your job is simply to explore alongside them through God's word and the world. Through the lens of nature, you and your children will come to a deeper understanding of God's qualities and characteristics and how he interacts with us, his children. By reconnecting the dots between creation and creator, your child's faith will gain substance and confidence. I love that. And then you go ahead and you give us some Bible verses that connect the Bible to nature And then again, you have seeing God in nature. Every single chapter has this. I think it's brilliant. Thank you. I loved putting those together. It was, I mean, it, it strengthened my own faith and equipped me for teaching my own kids, you know? So in the book, what do you mean when you say we need to become wonder conservationists and how can parents help their children become one? 
Well, this idea of conservation being protecting the planet and environmentalism, and, you know, we see a lot of that in scripture in the way of stewardship, caring for what God has made. And I honestly think that conservation is a gospel issue because in the book, I talk all about how what we see in nature is evidence for the creator. And there are stories about people coming to know the Lord, and it started with an experience in nature. And so the more we protect and guard and cause to flourish what God has made, the more evidence we have for pointing others to God. But also, along with protecting what God has made, we need to conserve, protect the sense of wonder that God has given us and our children. And he tucks this into our kids. This is God given this wonder and this curiosity that compels them to see him, to ask questions, to seek him out through what he has made. And I talk about how, you know, so many of us as adults, we've lost this sense of wonder. But I believe that when we lose curiosity and wonder, we forfeit a critical element of faith because we stop asking questions of the world around us and we stop making use of all these evidences that we have for God that can really build this robust and resilient faith. And so seeing that wonder in your child, and for some, it may be really hard to see. You know, sometimes we can get so wrapped up in, the fast pace of society or technology or all these myriads of distractions that we have, and we can lose that sense of wonder. And for some listeners, I'm sure that's how they feel with their child right now. If their child has no interest in stepping outside, but God can reawaken that. Like he did that in me. I was not always this nature lover. For years, I lost my interest in nature and my kids reawakened that in me. And just to know that God works with us in these efforts. He wants our children to see him, to discover him, to grow this resilient faith. And so as we make these efforts and small changes to help our kids get outside more and really start having fun and making games of it and including friends, growing that interest in nature, that God is going to bless that. He's going to use every effort. And I also think that we have to be wise stewards of what God has given us and protect what he's given us. Just as we would not destroy a Bible that is evident of God, evidence of God, His nature is evidence of him. So we have to protect what he has created that way also. So helping our children become protectors and good stewards of what God has created, I think is important as well. Well, we're going to end here, but we're going to come back and we're going to talk again and have a second part. I hope our listeners will join back to listen to the second part. I'm sure they will, because this is really, really good stuff that you've put in this book. And I know it'll help parents and children. And so this is how we're all going to work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.